0: Hello again everyone, it is Sunday, November 13th, 2016 here in the Philippines. My name is Tom Kuntz and this is episode 42 of My Snutcast. Today I want to give a shout out to our daughter Kira, who will celebrate her birthday this coming Tuesday, November 15th. Happy birthday Kira. We love you so much and are so proud of you. You are a wonderful mother, wife, daughter and friend. Happy birthday to you. Well, today, I want to talk about what it means to be pure in heart. So with that, let's get started. There are only 10 scriptures that contain the phrase pure in heart. The first time the phrase appears is in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, near the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. I think we're all familiar with it. It goes like this, quote, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God." End quote. Well, I want to detour for just a moment and say a few words about the process of refinement in which impurities are removed. Because I work for Shell, a global energy company, I am familiar with refineries and how they make gasoline and other petroleum-based products. In the process of refining, of refining crude oil, heat, pressure, and often chemical reactions combine to separate and fraction fracture carbon chains and remove, remove impurities. For example, in a crude distillation unit, temperatures will reach nearly 750 degrees Fahrenheit. In a delayed coker unit, where feedstock for aluminum and steel are produced, they can reach as high as 2,375 degrees Fahrenheit. In metallurgical refining, heat and acids are used to remove impurities from things like lead, copper, iron, and precious metals such as gold and silver. Okay, well, you get the point. The process of refinement takes knowledge, effort, and a lot of heat, pressure, and chemical reactions. In our own purification process, we should not expect, should we not expect a similar effect from our own struggles, mistakes, bad judgment, persecution, and challenges that constitute our own fires of affliction? Well, in episode 18 of my Znutcast titled Holiness, I, I speak a bit more about this refining process through divine correction and chastisement that we can invite into our lives. If you haven't read or listened to that episode, it is a nice companion Znutcast to this one. Okay, back to being pure in heart. So what does it mean to be pure in heart and how can we move in that direction? Through my study of the 10 scriptures mentioned above, as well as all of the general conference talks over the last 40 years containing the phrase, pure in heart, I've identified 10 ways that we can become pure in heart. You can find the references to each of these on my blog at snuckmod.wordpress.com. These are in no particular order. We need to have a love of God and of fellow men. We need to look to God with firmness of mind and pray unto him with exceeding faith feasting upon His love. We need to know that our body is a temple to be treated with reverence and respect. We must fill our minds with uplifting and ennobling thoughts and keep them free from those things which will pollute. We need to be worthy to have the Holy Ghost as our constant companion. We need to extend mercy to others. We need to know that we are children of God, created in the image of a divine Father and gifted with the potential for the exercise of great and godlike virtues, we should speak only that which is uplifting and leads to growth. We must be virtuous, keeping the commandments of God, understanding the differences between right and wrong, between the things of God and the things of men. We must seek counsel from the prophets and apostles, which we can obtain from the General Conference and Church Magazine articles. Well, after identifying these ten ways that we can become pure in heart, the next natural question for me was whether there is anything I could learn from these scriptures and talks that will help us to know who the pure in heart are. I found five key statements that I think are helpful. Here they are. One, those who will return and come to their inheritances and build up the waste places of Zion. Two, those who rejoice for Zion, who long for Zion, who live a Zion-like life. 3. Those who worthily attend the temple with an expectation to see God. 4. Those with broken hearts and contrite spirits. 5. Those who are filled with the knowledge of God and possess a love for God and their fellow man. I really love the connection to Zion here, especially. Many of us are familiar with the scripture in Doctrine and Covenants 97.21 that says this, Therefore, verily thus saith the Lord, Let Zion rejoice, for this is Zion, the pure in heart. Therefore, let Zion rejoice while all the wicked shall mourn. I think the other concept here that bears repeating is the connection to the temple, for it is there that we learn how it is that we can come to see God. Okay, what then are the blessings of being pure in heart? I've already talked about some of them, but let me just repeat them here. Well, first of all, we'll be saved in the kingdom of God. We'll be consoled in our afflictions, and the Savior will plead our cause and send down justice upon those who seek our destruction. We will have peace of mind and will be qualified to receive the Savior's promises. We will receive inner peace, which is peace in our mind and peace in our heart. We will be able to see the God, or good in man, and love him because of the goodness that we see in him. We shall see the kingdom of God coming in power and great glory unto our deliverance. For the fatness of the earth shall be ours. For behold, the Lord shall come and his recompense shall be with him. And he shall reward every man and the poor shall rejoice. And our generation shall inherit the earth from generation to generation forever and ever. Wow. Wow. What a great blessing. And lastly and this is a blessing that I've talked about a number of times already, we shall see God. And not only shall we see the Lord, but we shall feel at home in his presence. Here is the Savior's promise. Let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. Then shall thy confidence wax strong in the presence of God. I have thoroughly enjoyed this study of becoming pure in heart. The journey, the blessings, the outcomes. What glorious blessings await us. That concludes episode 42. Thank you for listening. Becoming pure in heart takes courage, effort, and a total reliance on our Savior Jesus Christ and His Atonement. The blessings are nearly unthinkable. The promise to see God in this life. May we all desire to pursue this course is my prayer. Until next week, keep the faith.